Another business hit with a ransomware attack. Issues with cybersecurity have shut down yet another Midwestern company. The data breaches put the information of millions at risk. Here to give you peace of mind in an industry that moves faster than the speed of light. This is your weekly tech in. Hello world, this is Patrick Souls, the founder of Soul Tech Solutions, and welcome to the Weekly Tech In Podcast, where our goal is to give you peace of mind working with an industry that moves faster than the speed of light. This week we're talking about IT service providers. Should you partner with one and what do they even do anyway? So, full disclosure, Soltech Solutions is an IT service provider, and the first thing you're going to learn about IT service providers is that we like acronyms. You'll often hear us refer to ourselves as uh, an MSP, or a managed service provider. Another common term is MSSP, which is Managed Security Service Provider. I personally call my company a TSP, a Technology Success Partner, but I'm going to shorten all of that to just provider for the rest of the episode. So if you don't know what an IT service provider is, it's a company that your organization can partner with that offers IT services like cybersecurity, maintenance, support for your staff, and well, there's a whole lot that goes into it. And you know you're talking to one typically because you'll see a business name that uses words like technologies, solutions, systems, or sometimes just IT, which honestly makes a whole lot of sense and I wish I would have thought of that. The number one reason to partner with a provider is probably cybersecurity, because having an outside expert perspective on the cybersecurity of your organization is really the best way to ensure you're protected in all the ways you didn't know you needed to be. I don't know how many times I've talked to clients or potential clients, and uh, they respond with just what is common knowledge for an IT service provider, and they say, I didn't know that, or I never thought about that. Exactly. And that's why you need to talk to one of us. And if something does happen to get through your security, providers typically specialize in disaster recovery, ensuring that you can recover the digital side of your business with minimal downtime and cost. This is also very useful when something like a fire or other natural disaster happens. And uh, the the entire goal is to make sure your business can get back up and running as soon as possible, Uh, with some providers even uh, offering things like a failover to virtual machines where you can just get any computer that you have available uh, and log into a, a website and boom, there is a copy of the computer that you used to typically use for work, even if that thing is now riddled with ransomware or was lost in a fire or flood. Now, I'm sure you can tell that providers typically take a more proactive approach to businesses and their technology, and they do this a lot of times using monitoring solutions that detect the symptoms of problems before any serious issues take place, and typically they can fix these problems without any real downtime. I'll use the example of one of my clients uh, who had uh, operated their entire business off of a single computer and had no idea that that computer was at risk of burning up its processor until uh, I had my monitoring software on it and got alerts that it was only two degrees Celsius from burning up completely. And thankfully, what could have been a multi-thousand dollar problem turned out to be, oh, maybe $12 for some thermal grease when we reapplied that, and he hasn't had any problems since. Now, the need for technical support can't be understated, though. Not everything can be fixed ahead of time. And sometimes people just have trouble using the software or hardware that uh, they have to use for work every day. So most providers provide a a fixed fee support agreement, so you don't have to worry about how many hours they'll bill you for. And consequently, I've seen uh, companies that uh, do have to charge hourly or do have to pay hourly, sorry, for their uh, IT support. And what happens is they end up putting it off 
because they know as soon as I pick up the phone and call the IT guy, it's going to start costing me money. And so they put it off, put it off until no longer that problem can be ignored. And so they have to call the IT guy. And that by that time, it becomes a big problem. And we all know that big problems are actually expensive problems. Now, I know a lot of this sounds like it's too good to be true, and it honestly is only going to get better uh, because it turns out working with an IT service provider can potentially save your business a lot of money. First of all, starting with building a team for an internal IT department is very expensive. Of course, you have you know the each staff member's salary and their benefits. Plus, they got to take vacation as well. When a provider is the only option that will give you support and maintenance twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days of the year, including holidays. Uh, and typically, in their pricing, they'll include the cost of hardware, software, licensing, those sort of things as well. Uh, and so it's included in your budget and makes budgeting much much easier. Uh, so yeah, typically you can save a lot of money. So while we're talking about pricing, there's a couple ways that uh, IT service providers handle pricing. Uh, my company in particular uses a per user model uh, that I am a fan of because uh, really at the heart of it all, we support people and not devices or technology. Uh, so uh, my company philosophy is, is to make sure that people feel supported and that they can do their job uh, and do what they are there to do. And that is their business. Um, and then occasionally there'll be some add-ons for things like uh, servers or something else that uh, takes a lot of maintenance or needs an extra license, like uh, more advanced firewalls. Um, other providers use a per-device model, and you'll find a lot of itemized services with them. Uh, so each month you'll get an invoice that has every single device or service or something like that listed on it that you're paying for. And that's okay. There's not a one-size-fits-all pricing model. So you may have to talk to a few providers to find those uh, who are one whose model fits your company best. So if you're at that point and you're really considering working with an IT service provider, I actually have a list of some questions you should ask them to kind of vet them to make sure um, that they uh, really have your your best interest uh, in, in mind. Um, and actually, <laughs> I call these uh, questions um, questions you should ask and why you should be highly skeptical of all IT support companies. Because um, unfortunately, there are uh, companies out there that uh, see certain support contracts as just easy money uh, where they don't have to put a lot of time and effort in and they just collect a paycheck every month. Um, but I promise there are companies like mine who is out there to actually help your business achieve goals. These are the questions to ask to find out which one they are. So the first one would be, how quickly will problems be fixed? Um, because of course, downtime costs money. Uh, and that's in salary, you have to play, pay employees to do nothing. Uh, or the cost to fix things that get broken during downtime, uh, something along those lines. Um, you want to know that as, when you email or call your IT provider that it's not going to be three days before a technician gets back to you. It should be within that day. If you onboard um, a new employee, you want to make sure that they have all the accounts they need and access to the things they need the day that employee starts, not next week, right? Uh, and so the next question you want to ask would be, what do you do proactively to make sure my team has fewer interruptions? Again, downtime and eliminating it is the name of the game here. And proactive support is best. We don't want to be reactive with these kinds of things. Um, so force them to give you uh, a, an actual 
example of how they plan on being proactive with your business because downtime is a business killer. And then next you want to ask, uh, tell me about the specific people who will be looking after us. Uh, there's a re- very specific reason to ask this question, and that is because there's a, a business model I'm seeing more and more often in the industry where uh, someone will start a business, an IT provider business, um, and then they will outsource each of their clients' support to some white label company somewhere else in the world. It's not even always in America. Uh, and you want to make sure that you have someone nearby, someone local and someone who really understands you and is working with you to provide your support. And then next, ask them can you explain something deeply technical to me? Like, uh, I, I don't know, how does a cloud work? Or something like that. Now, you don't really want to know the answer to this question. What you do know want to know is how well they can answer this question and bring it down to your level. You want to avoid someone who is going to talk over your head so that you, quote unquote, have to trust them to provide you excellent services. If they can bring it down to your level and help you understand it, then you know they are interested in partnering with you. And then next, uh, how will you keep on top of the constant changes in my business? Because we all know our businesses don't run exactly the same every day of the year or uh, every year, uh, even for that matter. And most of us want to grow our businesses. So uh, this is a really challenging question that gets them to think critically about uh, how they will provide support specific to you and specific to your industry. Uh, And then another question I get asked often is, what can an IT support company do for me, an IT services company do for me if we already have internal IT? And I love it. I actually love that question um, because uh, it's it's proactive thinking um, and, the, uh, and, and exploring options um, that I think could be very beneficial for companies. And the truth is most IT support companies uh, would love to work with uh, clients or partners that already have internal IT. So the name of the game there is to really find out what the... Uh, internal IT staff, what they really enjoy doing and what they're good at, what their specialties are, and then using that IT services company to fill in the gaps. So if they're great at reporting, they're great at keeping track of assets and and um, CISO and, and you know, just uh, giving it a high level view of IT infrastructure for the organization, but they're not so great at answering the phone when there's a problem, then you can partner with an IT service provider to... Uh, help with uh, bolster that help desk support to make sure your uh, uh, staff have support when they need it. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you have some technicians who really love helping people and love meeting them in their offices and and working on their machines right there. And, and they love seeing the smiles when they get uh, when they solve a problem for uh, for other staff members. But they actually have no idea what CISO is or how to run reports or give high-level views uh, of the IT infrastructure. Or maybe they're just not so good at cybersecurity and they're not sure what all those solutions are available and how to operate them. Uh, so you can bring in an IT service provider to do that. So the, really the key is to find out whatever your internal IT is already great at and make sure they can keep doing that and can focus on it and they aren't distracted by the things that they aren't good at. So uh, in summary, if your organization hasn't spoken to an IT service provider already to find the best way for them to help you and support you, it's time to open up that conversation. Now, if you're in the area of Northwest Ohio, I would love to have that conversation with you and you can reach out to me directly at patrick at soltech.solutions. And if not, then uh, I'm sure you can start out with an easy LinkedIn or Google search. Um, And if you want some help with that, I'd be willing to help out too. If you have any questions on this topic, go ahead and send an email to questions at soltech.solutions and uh, maybe you'll see your question or hear your question rather here on the show. 
Okay, next week we will be talking about business email compromise, the danger it has to your business, and why you've never heard of it. Ten tips to help businesses prepare for the unexpected, and my favorite, the NSA's best practices for securing your home network. Until then, thank you for listening, and please change that password you haven't changed in six years. This is Patrick, logging out.